G'day, g'day, good day. Peter Kafkas and Peter Gowers, and we are two peas in a pod. Great new name, isn't it? Because we're both called Peter, starts with P, yeah. and it's a podcast. It is. Two peas in a pod. Oh, oh, I get it now. Double entendre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's no rude glitch. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's pay some bills, Pete. Yeah, let's pay some bills. Today's two peas in a pod podcast is brought to you by Ward Keller. Ward Keller is the Northern Territory's leading law firm providing legal advice to businesses and individuals with offices located in Darwin, Alice Springs, Palmerston and Casuarina. Their lawyers also service clients in Catherine, Tennant Creek and Nullumboy. Their services include personal law, family law, personal injury law, workers' compensation, employment law, conveyancing and debt collection, among other things. And remember, if you're in the shit, get on to it. Oh, beautiful. Ward Keller, the Territory's law firm. What's been happening, Pete? Man, oh man. There's a bit happening in Darwin. One, it's chilly at night. Yes. I've had to resort to stealing the baby's doona. (laughs) (laughs) You did mention that you started stealing the baby's doona. It's on my bed permanently now. And he get, uh, he's got one as well, but, oh, man, it's cold. Yeah, okay. But in saying that, um, I was talking to someone the other day who's new to Darwin, and I said, look, you know, it, it's dipped pretty quickly, so that tends to indicate to me that there might be a bump at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we got, for, they said, oh, like it was two days or three days into this cool weather, well, how long does this last for? I said, oh. well, ideally till September, but... Mm. Who knows? Could be three days, could be a week. I actually follow the Bureau of Meteorology for Darwin on Twitter, and this morning yep. they did say that this kind of weather is due to last at least for the next week. Wow. So are we running consecutive nights under 20 degrees? Well, no, they reported twenty-two low, a low of 22 last, last night. night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it, I, I did notice there was a bit of a spike yesterday and again today, just the humidity a bit, but hey, listen... The nights are lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, we're always big advocates of Darwin. At this time of year, <clears throat> at this time of year, there's a buzz in the air. There's events going on left, right and centre. Yeah, there is. And I always discourage friends and family from coming up this time of year if they've never been here before. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, you can't just come up now and enjoy the good stuff. You need to do the hard yards in October or November. (laughs) Then you earn the right to come back a further time down the track. We've had the Starlight Ball. on That was on a Friday night. Friday night at the convention centre. And look, uh, we saw the setting on Facebook. Wow, what a setting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... The, the convention centre itself, with no disrespect, is just a big open plain room. So, but you, put backwards? Yeah. But you can be dressed up, you know, well, any way you want, really. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they always do a good job of it with the Starlight Ball. And then on Saturday, that was Friday night. Yes. What was on Saturday? Base in the Grass. Oh. Is that that was, was Base in the Grass. Is that the fireworks were on Saturday so. night? I think yeah, so. Yeah, right. I, I was so. like, I I, again, I just assumed someone had gone mad with a shotgun. But then, but then it went on for a bit longer. I thought, oh, no, okay. It must be fireworks, as Darwin loves to do. And uh, and, an, and another wonderful event on Sunday brought uh, by Girl Friday, put on by Girl Friday. Oh, yes. Uh, the Grey's Darwin event. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Good grub, good food, yeah. good drinks. Yep. Relax and Chill out with your friends. Beautiful yep. weather. Yeah. yeah. 
you're right though. I mean, this time of year, there's nowhere else you'd be. And I always think that, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big attender these days of Mindel Beach because mm. I went, you know, infinitum when I first got to Darwin. But when we do have friends come up or family or whatever, and that's somewhere that we definitely take them. I mean, where else would you be in July, no. sitting in your shorts and t-shirt, relaxing, having a beautiful meal at six, seven o'clock at night, no hint of rain, don't need a jumper, well, maybe not. And no, yeah, no, you yeah. can just chill out nicely and you, you can be guaranteed it'll be beautiful weather. Okay, yep. Well, there you go. Um, come to Darwin. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, if we haven't said it already, if we haven't said it enough, if, if you want to do rough and tumble, you got wildlife, you got crocodiles, you got all sorts of reptiles and frogs and, and hunting and, and shooting, all and... sorts of things you can do. Then you got the, um, yeah, the stuff in and around the city, which is just overlooking a beautiful sort of, if, whether it's Mindel Beach or whether it's the waterfront or wherever it is, there's so much to see and do. Um, look, we've got restaurants on a par with good national restaurants. I'm yep. not going to say we have the best in the world, no, 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 no. but we have restaurants on a par with that. Yeah. And um, we're, we're two hours from Bali. We're four hours from Singapore. We're 45 minutes from East Timor, if that's where you want to go. Yeah. And we've got endless amounts of things to do. And we don't have every man and his dog like they do in Queensland now. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So, so see you in the NT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll leave that one alone because I see that sticker way too much. But yes, please come and visit us in the NT. Now, front page news, what's going on? Hot topics? Anything we want to discuss there? Oh, well, <clears throat> the council's always under the gun, aren't they? Well, hold on. Yes, they are. We've had the announcement of the, I don't know, $2.7 million shaded structure that's going to go over Kavanaugh Street. What the hell was with that? I'm like, okay, I get it, but I, I mean, I must admit, I didn't go too deeply into the facts. All I saw was like the finance minister or whatever she is and the people responsible for the decision all standing in the middle of Kavanaugh Street With a smiling photo for a camera. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, so where does it start and where does it finish? Is it waterproof? Because for me, that's the only thing I'm caring about in the city, in the wet when it's teeming with rain mm, if mm. i'm protected from that well that's a good thing i'm sure it'll be cyclone proof given we've just had cyclone markers yeah have to be yeah right but um oh look you know uh, anywhere there can be more shade i suppose is a good it's thing. a good thing yeah yeah, I, yeah. so far it, it seems like a great idea yeah they're trying to revitalize our cbd Let's that's see. not going to do it no that's not going to do it i'll okay. tell you right now <laughs> if we're resting our hopes on the shade sale that ain't going to do it and you'd think it'd be done in the mall yeah. rather than Kavanaugh Street, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot about it that put up massive question marks. Happy to not write it off because I don't have the answers, but um, yeah. I, I'm, we've talked about this Darwin City before, yeah. and we've talked about revitalising it, yeah. and I'm still mulling over some ideas, and, and one day maybe we can uh, you know, talk about them and... and, and potentially help people but this is a global issue yeah yeah it's yeah. a global okay. issue sure. and and there's one thing that stands out every time in every major city around the world as to why people aren't going there now i know uh, yes we spoke about that yeah. now i know that you know we've got larger capital cities in australia who enjoy good footfall as they call it um 
but they've got big populations as well. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. you know, and, and look, you know, in a place like Melbourne, for example, that's its culture. Its culture is to do all these Boxing Day sales and this sale and that sale and let's go into the city and you've got David Jones and Meyer and, you know, the Burke Street Mall where everything's within 100 metres of itself. And what's the population there approximately in Melbourne? Oh, uh, pro- five million. And the territory? That well, uh, Darwin? Darwin, 120,000. Yeah. Wow, kind of a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and you know, this is a climate where people don't necessarily want to be wandering around outside that much. Mm. Um, yeah, this time of year it's okay, but there's more time of the year than not when people don't want to be. So anyway, look, yeah, we could talk about that again till the cows come home. <laughs> it was a great announcement potentially. Let's let's see what the purpose of it was. What comes of it? Mm, exactly. But yeah. There is something else I'd like to talk about, though. We're talking dry season, good weather, getting out and about, shade sales, etc. Populations. Populations. I want to talk tattoos. What? Yeah. Why? Look, we see tattoos. I don't have one. You don't, don't have I one. I don't have one. And and nobody... Well, no, people I know do have them, but yeah. Yeah, they're not prominent in my family, especially with my children, for example, <laughs> whose who's uh, eldest age is seven. Yeah. Um, but look, we see them every day, of course, on the television, uh, with sporting people, with whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound really sexist, but it's not coming from that space. But I'm noticing all these girls with tats on their legs, like the thigh, the thigh part of their legs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. wear the short shorts that everybody sees them. And, you know, look, I guess... Uh, What's your thoughts on it? Isn't yeah. it sexy? Uh, gee, I don't know. I don't know. I might be getting old. I was going to say, I'm of an age where I've had a choice to get a tattoo and I've never obviously got one. Yep. And they've just got to that stage where I don't want to, I don't want to be that old guy that gets one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone knows that guy. But I, I look at them now and it, it must be an age thing. But I look at these 18, 19, 20-year-olds and, you know, they're beautiful and everything else. But mm. I look at those tattoos and I think... At some point, you're hitting 30 or 35 or 40, and that yeah. butterfly is going to be end up being a moth or that, <laughs> that flower, the petals are going to droop. And I just think, oh, gee, I don't know. It looks awesome now, but it's it's a statement for life, although I think you can get them really. You're lasered now. But it still shows up, doesn't it? I think it does. It, 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 like, for example, 50 Cent, he used to have a lot of them. Yeah. And he got it lasered, and yep. he's gone back a few, three or four times, and now it's almost clear. Yeah. I saw someone the other day, and I thought, you must have had tattoos, because they, they were white-skinned, but yeah. the removal had made patches even whiter than their normal skin yep, colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I think that... Um, on some... the legs specifically, what about... Uh... Whether they're getting on the stomach, it's going everywhere. You don't see that as much because I guess legs are exposed a lot in Darwin Mm. and and arms. Oh, yeah. But in saying that, what's with the shorts all the backpackers are wearing? They're they're virtually G strings and and, and they're not even bending. Like, welcome to what are we, the 21st century? (laughs) I was was in Woolies the other day and my wife was driving and she almost crashed. This girl's. (laughs) This girl's shorts were that brief. She almost crashed the car. And she goes, oh, look at that. I said, 
yeah, no, I'm way ahead of you there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're they're that's a statement and a half. Wow. Yeah. Look, uh, they're getting more colours in them. They get these ones that. Is this the tattoos? Yeah, or the, the shorts. No, 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 the shorts. Oh, the, the tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. You know, they get more colours. They, they are. They're almost three D as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're very yeah. The blues and the greens and the reds and the yellows and yeah. yeah look, I don't know. I mean, it, it's been a thing now for quite some time. But you see a lot of these, particularly sporting players. Yeah. And they have like the full. I think they're called a sleeve. sleeve. And and you look at them, and I know a guy in Darwin who's a cleaner, right? And he's got two sleeves, yeah. but he's in his 60s. And oh. he goes, biggest mistake I ever made. Oh, because really? that what said? all the colours just run into each other after a certain age. Oh. And, and, you know, the sleeve becomes just a blur of colours. Um, Conor McGregor, have you seen his one, that UFC star? Well, I've seen his tats. I haven't seen them explicitly as in up close. But, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's many of them. Yeah, even his boss, Dana White, even says in an interview, he goes... Mate, you're the one with a fucking gorilla on your chest. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's excessive. But like I say, it, it's it's the thing now. It's culture. And in Darwin, I guess you see it all year round. But now we're in the dry season. The backpackers are all starting to come back into town. So I guess it's a lot more prominent. Right. That's what grabbed your attention. Yeah, pretty much. The shorts and the tats. <laughs> well, I've got something to spring at you if you like. Yep. I know there was something else that you wanted to talk about as well. Yeah, we can. Whenever you want. All right, what was the other thing you wanted oh, to look, mention? I just wanted to... Um, I'm a big sports fan. So I was watching both the NRL and the AFL specifically over the weekend. Yeah. One of my teams had a win. One of my teams had a loss. Yeah. And um, I was just really, really... Uh, proud's not the word because I'm not a parent of any of them. But I was just... Really happy to see all the different kids from the Territory all doing really well in, in major oh, um, yeah, yeah, national yeah. sporting codes. Yeah, awesome. So I'm a Melbourne Storm fan, right? So right. Will Chambers is from Nullumboy, and he's done particularly well in both rugby league and rugby union. That's brilliant. And um, Alan Christensen plays for the Brisbane Lions, which is my AFL team. Yep. Um, but, you know, they're scattered everywhere. Geelong, Port Adelaide, um, other, uh, other NRL clubs. It's just, it, once upon a time, I, I um, yeah. as you know, I'm involved a bit in the music industry here in Darwin. And I've DJed for um, Tennis NT for a, quite a few years for their annual awards night. Is that different to Palmerston Tennis? No, they're all part of it. So, My man, Daniel Parker. So, yeah, so ten, yeah, so so he won the big awards last year. Yeah, he's, so, he's brilliant. He so, was teaching Leo at one point, anyway. So Tennis NT is part of, um, Tennis Australia. Yes, correct. And then the clubs in Darwin and Palmerston and Catherine and Alice Springs and I guess Nullumboy and Tennant Creek and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. um, they all make up part of Tennis NT. And once a year they have an annual dinner. And a, a guy, uh, I think it was two years ago, who was the speaker, um, like the sort of invited guest for the night, he got up and he, he said some words to the audience that really resonated with me and with you, I imagine, as well, having young kids growing up in Darwin. Yeah. He said, gone are the days where you're hidden away in Darwin and the NT, yep. where your children can't make it to national sporting or international if they want to. Of course. Because 
the spotlight's on everyone now. Yeah, and yeah. there are people who are in the know who, you know, will will have your child getting to the levels that they should get to Absolutely. or could get to yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's what they want. Absolutely. And I just thought, yeah, it's, it's really good to hear that. Because that is awesome. As a parent, you think, you know, hopefully your child's going to be good at something. Yeah. Whether it's sport, whether it's academic, whether it's business, doesn't matter. Who cares? That's right. You know, as long as they're good at something, passionate at something, and they love, love to do something. But if it was sport, I often have thought, well, maybe we'd have to move down south because the opportunities are down there. But not the case, according yeah, to yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah, so yeah. But obviously, cool. obviously yeah, um, they do, you know, if you get that good, there, then there is, you know, you have to go down south, really. Well, I mean, once you get to a certain level, level of just, course, just yeah. for the purposes of competition, but it doesn't mean that you, you can't, well, it, it doesn't, definitely doesn't mean that you can't be discovered here. Oh, my word. In the past, that may have been the case. You'd have to go before you were discovered. Yeah, yeah, and, and, spend, and spend money. Yeah. And so like Will Chambers, who plays for Melbourne Storm, is a good example. Yeah. He, he, he had a, a rugby scholarship in Brisbane. Right. And that was the normal course. You know, if you were going to do well, you, you generally would have to get a scholarship to a, a down south um, private school. Yeah, uh, yeah, in order yeah, to yeah, get yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there you go. Pa um, yeah. Parents of um, kids here in Darwin. Yeah. Let's find some more sports stars. We do well, quite well with sports. Yeah, we, well, we yeah. punch above our weight. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're pretty well known because of, um, you know, AFL circles, yep. because of the Riolis and the Longs. What on. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the and the Motlops, I guess, now too. Of but, course. But the, uh, the net is getting wider and wider. And we've got some good young tennis players and a couple of good cricketers, you know, a couple of them, one from memory or two, have made the Australian teams t20 possibly one day team yeah but um yeah I, I love that i look at that with great pride and think wow you know our little our tiny little place in northern australia is able to produce some national hopefully international sports stars that's what we want we want that one on the international map that's it absolutely that is it yeah pete yo we did we not talk on uh, the last podcast about um the legalization of marijuana. Take we, it to the high skies. We did, we, we did discuss it. It had been mooted, and uh, there was some people on the pro side yeah. trying to get this going as an industry. Because what the mangoes are well going to be going offshore now. Or yeah, that's like right. That? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yep. Well, I've got some news for you. Announced six hours ago. Oh, tell me. Yeah, Northern Territory to legalize cannabis cultivation by the end of the year what that's actual hard fast yep. fact yep or is that just uh our local uh fish and chip wrapper provider <laughs> just making something up for the sake of it <laughs> well the growing of industrial hemp will be legal in the northern territory by the end of the year okay and talks are underway uh over the commercial cultivation of marijuana for medical purposes the Northern Territory News can reveal, yeah, the, what is it? The what, rapper? The fish and chip. The tomorrow's fish and chip rapper. <laughs> the NT News can reveal the NT government has drafted legislation to legalise growing the controversial cannabis plant. Why is it controversial, you clowns? And, uh, and plans to pass the new laws to bring the NT in line with other states with 
within a ma within a matter of months. It is understood that territory will have a big commercial advantage over other states after a trial crop in Catherine proved wow. the region had almost the perfect environmental conditions to grow industrial hemp, including good soils, consistent sunlight, and plentiful water. I was wondering why the people in Catherine were a hell of a lot more chilled out recently than the past. Now I know. Hey, look, um, I'm all I'm I'm a huge supporter of this. Look, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it for medicinal purposes. Of course. I think the states have really proved that people who suffer from, um, uh, you know, pain-related diseases. Uh, what do they call it? Um, acute pain diseases. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I think from memory, it's got some. Um, Ability to help people with eye problems as well. Sure, not sure. sure why I think that, but I think it does. Yeah, okay. But here's the thing, and mm. and I guess um, look, I've known some people who have um, suffered some pretty uh, horrific uh, reactions to marijuana. Right. Obviously, uh, getting involved with the illegal stuff because none of it has been legal up until now. Yep, yep. And one of the things about it is that uh, the one of the chemicals within marijuana. Uh, the THC. Well, I don't. Know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a chemist. I'm not sure which one it is. Yep. It, it may be that. It, yep. it may be another one. But one of the chemicals that comes uh, in in marijuana um, is able to trigger um, certain uh, brain problems. Okay. In, in the wrong person. Okay. Okay. So, okay. But here's the thing. You and I could smoke it or drink it or eat it in cookies or however people have it. Ed edibles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forever and a day. And if we don't have that chemical, no problem. Yeah. But if you do, you're gone. Really been. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that that's the problem. And I think in my, again, limited understanding of it, I of think course. that's where the controversy comes from. But, you know, if you look at the United States example, yeah. Um, I think, you know, universally it's being praised over there. And I think ultimately uh, the benefit is that it, it helps to reduce crime. Uh, you know, there's the medicinal of, purposes, of, of course, course, but of course. then there's the illegal element. Once you rip that out, there's no benefit for those who peddle it to, of course. to those that are one. buying on the illegal and market. Yeah. Well, let's invest in marijuana. Well, yeah, I mean, people are making big money um, overseas with that. And I'll tell you who also is making big money, the governments, because it's yes. taxed. Yeah, that's so right, that's right. That's the beauty of it. You know, there's enough to go around for everyone. Our um, Honourable Administrator, Vicky... Oh, boy, I'm going to get shot for oh, Halloran? Yes, sorry, well, Vicky. Well, she's honourable this week. You had her written off last week. Well, well, I'm, I'm trying to show some respect. <laughs> not you not her why? specifically, but her position. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nice about okay, it because we're, we're, we've got a friend that's going to, you know, gave us that name to get in touch. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. We will get in touch with her yeah, this, yeah. this week. Oh, I see. You're sucking up to her now. Uh, well, I'm putting it out there. We're going to get in touch and see what happens. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what will happen. She'll say, mate... Last week you didn't have me in a job. Now you want to talk to me? No thanks, suckers. Well, we offered fish and chips. Yeah, we did offer fish and chips, and something else is she's very pro territory. So we should we love that. We should be going for that angle because, as as we do in this podcast, yeah, we're very pro territory and yep. trying to get people here and having them understand, you know, the Darwin culture and the lay of the land and 
what you could expect to see if you came here. Yep. So I'm sure someone in the top job, politically speaking, would be able to shed some light on things we know nothing about. We hear about these sort of uh, grandstand numbers of they're spending this many million on this advertising campaign and that advertising campaign. But, you know, she can probably drill down for us and give us some more specifics around why and who and how and where, etc. Now, this topic here will surprise you, Pete. <laughs> um, yes. Because we've got our French listeners and I think, we're, yeah, we're, we're going global. We are absolutely um, kicking backside in France at the moment, which is uh, yeah. quite interesting because, you know, if we were American, yeah. speaking with an American twang, I could get it because yeah. I guess everybody globally watches American television. But, man, we're just two blokes from Australia and uh, the French aren't big on English, so I'm not sure how much they understand. Yeah, but yeah. they're coming back for more, which I like. Yeah, and there's uh, what, one, one, one or two listeners from Germany. Uh, much respect to Germany. Not only do they make brilliant cars, and yes, some of them are grumpy, but... Um, <laughs> But Grumpy. I think regimented and boring are, are two you, of the words. Are you ready for this? Yeah. <clears throat> Emergency crews taught how to cut off penis rings or extract items stuck in hard-to-reach places. Yeah. Um, There's been an increase in firefighters in Germany are being specifically trained to rescue men from sex toy emergencies following a recent spike in kinky mishaps. I remember um, a while ago hearing a uh, from a nurse who was interviewed about the sorts of things that would come into the emergency yeah. department at yeah. her hospital. And she said, you'd be amazed at the amount of things that people apparently fall on whilst in the shower. Right, and right, she right. Sa she said, all sorts of things that shouldn't be in the shower in the first place. <laughs> were magically being fallen on and uh, being inserted in places they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it was that I'm going to read you out some examples now. Yep. Oh, um, uh, what have we got here? Um, men who's raunchy and his person. Okay. Well, incidents, incidents include a man with a crush, crochet, crochet, needles stuck in his urethra. Oh, my God. And another who his manhood was stuck in a bottle. In an eye-watering emergency call, crews had to attend to a man with a whole apple stuck up his ass. <laughs> yep, he had, a, he had an incident in the shower, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Tripped in the shower with an apple in there. All right, listen to this one. And a weightlifter in Worms in Runnyland, Palanate, sorry if I say that wrong, state, um, needed fire crews to help him get his member unwedged from the hole in the middle of a 2.26 kilogram iron weight. It took more than three hours to cut him free, and the weight had to be shattered with an industrial-powered grinder to then cut to pieces with a vibrating saw. So here's the thing, right? Man, times I, have changed. I, I'm all for people wanting to try stuff out, okay? If, that, if that's what floats your boat, no worries. <laughs> if you can't find another human to do it with, then good on you. You know, if you need to use a bottle or whatever it might be. But the thing I don't understand, I don't know if it was that particular story or another one, where someone had some sort of a ring caught around their manhood and they had to get the fire crew to come and they used this 
type of grinder thing to get it off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the next one. But anyway, here's the thing I don't get. Yeah. Now, yeah, call me, uh, call me crazy, but once you get it in there, yeah. and and you realise it's stuck, isn't there? A, Maybe not an instant. Now, I suppose here's the here's the here's the fine point I'm getting at. Are these blokes dropping Viagra before they do this? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Isn't old mate saying, "Oh bugger this, I'm out of here." As soon as it gets a bit too uh, squishy, uh, yeah, doesn't it naturally sort itself out? No idea, man. Wow, mm. I'd love to know what these people are having before they engage in these activities. So yeah, more than six hundred firefighters were giving le- uh, were given lessons on how to remove penis <laughs> rings uh, in Dressen this week as a part of special training. Now, can you imagine that? Imagine needing six hundred to be trained in it. Yeah, there must be a lot of uh, penis ring emergencies that they're having. In... A lot of mishaps at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Anyway, um, I'm not sure what more could be said about that. But go visit your local sex shop. Have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Switching the subject. The Royal Wedding, my friend. Well, quite easily because it's boring and no one cares. Oh, come on. The thing that I find funny, right? I I didn't watch it, but I watched watched bits of it on YouTube. Yeah, I caught a couple of TV shows um, over the weekend and it always amazes me how when the royals do something from having children to getting married to... Probably not royal divorces, but you know, attending Australia or on a on a trip somewhere. Yep. All of a sudden, the girls around us become you know little princesses and become royal experts. Oh, yeah. I'm like, my wife couldn't give a stuff about the royal family ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Put on a bloody royal wedding, and she's you know next in line to the throne according to her. She knows every <laughs> stat, every bit of history. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's a footy game on. That's what we're watching. (laughs) (laughs) Tape your damn wedding. Watch it when you want. Yes. yes. But yeah, it did get talked about. But it it amazes me, particularly um, journalists. Yeah. I noticed all all the major free-to-air networks that no one watches all sent people over there to... You know, be live at the royal wedding because yep. the and it's always the female hosts are the ones hosting it, and they're the ones probably putting their hands up to the producer saying, "Send me, send, send me." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they do it all. You know, they do a lot of it for the analytics, for the content, yeah. and of course, you know, uh, if you get up to about a million views on YouTube, I believe it's about ten thousand dollars you get after you split your commissions with um, Google. There, I saw a stat the other day that amazed me because they were talking about per thousand what you can expect to make now. And now it's probably once you get beyond a certain threshold. Yeah, it's changed a little bit. But I thought, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. Well, you did notice something on Google when you search, when you just put, you know how you put your search into Google? Have you noticed something on the mobile? I, I noticed it about three months ago. And I waited for people to start saying things. Yeah. And then uh, an internet marketing guy that I know well who talks about you know local digital marketing and local clients and that about two weeks ago said, anybody notice that effectively everybody's on page one now? Well, there's no page numbers. Yeah. It's infinite scroll. Yeah. But I mean, you and then still, you're similar, but infinite scroll. You've still got to hit the... Technically, it is a page number because you've still got to go next. But yeah, you're right. There's no one, two, three, four, five, and beyond that. 
beyond that. But, you know, like Facebook, like all of the um, hot online properties as we speak, they change daily. So I noticed there were some changes to YouTube the other day as well with something I was trying to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, Google and Facebook literally change every day. I, I, I noticed... Uh, I noticed with YouTube the other day... More results. Yeah, more results, that's it. But they um, they were trying to limit the tags. And I'm like, well, hang on. Yesterday, you let me put unlimited amount of tags, and now you want to say it's I, limited. I think the maximum is 30. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they change it as well by the day just to frustrate me. And it worked. Yeah. It worked a treat, so thank you. But... Um, the, the, the benefit, of course, here in Darwin, being a small population, you can make a big impression Quite quickly. very quickly and very easily if you really want to. Well, that's not the impression I got today at, um, uh, at a corporate company called Rams. Right. And same old spill. They're, they're all uh, hands tied behind their back when they want to do something marketing-wise because they've got to run it through the marketing department. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... Um, I won't name names at this stage, yep. but I'm actually in the process of... So, I mean, <laughs> you you know, and people who listen to the podcast in Darwin, there would be people who are aware that I'm, I'm involved in the digital marketing sphere yep. and I yep. help local businesses with their websites and mainly to help them get found and get ranked on Google and YouTube and things like that. But um, I, I'm basically been talking to a local client for... Uh, a little while now, yep. and they are in exactly that situation where they've got a, I'm using big air quotes when I say this, marketing department down yeah. south oh, who call all the shots. And I, I said to them very um, reservedly and very nicely, not that long ago, I said, well, your marketing department aren't doing you too many favours having your website on page three of Google when right. people search for what you do. And the, the response was, oh, well, you know, that's that's just them. So I thought, all right, no worries. So I bought a domain name, yep. a generic domain. Yep. I created a website and I'm just in the process of ranking it. And I'm going to send them a link when I'm on page one and say, well, there's your marketing department. That's a fail for them because yeah. in the space of how long I've put a website on page one for you. Now, would you like to buy it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Jeez. We'll see Clever. how it goes. And if they don't, I'm sure their competitors will. Oh, my word. Anyway, that's sometimes the lengths you have to go to when somebody annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers. And we're two peas in a pod. Catch you next time. Catch you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.